0: Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adit. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Welcome to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, your host, Adit. Today, we're going to be talking about mindset shifts on people pleasing. I'm going to be giving you some quick tips that you can take into your day-to-day to start really shifting that mindset around pleasing other people at the expense of your own sanity and own your life. So friend, before we dive in, I just want to welcome you if you are new to the podcast. Thank you for being here. However you came to find me, I trust that this podcast show will, will really be helpful in your healing journey. So just Tune in to some other episodes, browse, see what resonates, press play, go on a walk. If you are returning, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate you for tuning in and want to say hello to some continued loyal listeners from around the world. So hello out to some friends in the United States and Canada. Got friends in India and Australia, Germany and Ireland, Bulgaria, Denmark. Hello, Mexico. Norway, hello Philippines and Russia and Finland, just to name a few. If you haven't taken some time out to subscribe to this podcast, please take a moment and do that. That really helps rank the show. Also, when you leave me a review, that also is another way that this podcast can reach more women just like yourself from around the world who can find episodes that resonate for them on their healing journey. It'll take a moment of your time to head over, scroll all the way to the bottom, and hit write a review, and thank you so much for doing so. Now, we're going to dive into the episode, so get ready, grab a pen, go for a walk, get your tea, get cozy, comfy, whatever it is that you do that makes you ready to connect. Do it, girlfriend, and we'll dive in. So let's begin with people pleasing and just kind of the idea of what it means. I'd like you to just take a moment to sit back and think about what that looks like in your life. I think when we say people pleaser, it just can mean so many different things for everybody. But at the heart of it, how is it impacting you? What does that look like in your life to be a quote unquote people pleaser? For me, I really have come to a place now where I take accountability for me and my actions in thinking about even this topic. I heard once um, that even to shift the conversation about, is it people pleasing or starting with an I statement and saying, I change my behavior with X or Y, Z person in order to be liked right? So it's taking more of an accountability mindset approach. So it's saying, I notice that I change myself when I'm around this person. And I can kind of dig into why that might be. Is it fear of abandonment, fear of not being liked, fear of being judged, wanting to please them, wanting to make sure that they're taken care of, that they're not being uncomfortable, that I'm not offending them. But all of that, if I keep saying, It's that person. I'm people pleasing. It's sometimes can almost like in this indirect way mean like they're doing something wrong. Right. And we're all if we could take a step back, I think at a greater advantage as a community, as a whole, when we can start with I statements and take responsibility for ourselves and say, I choose or I am starting to notice that I change myself in front of this person and i might not even be knowing i'm doing that until i take a time out and really reflect on my behavior and then that's where i can start making some shifts but i would say as we go into the episode some more i'd really like you to think about it in that way taking the i perspective because you'll have much more control right because when we put the the onus on the other person we can't change other people we can't change how someone shows up in our relationship. We can only change and reflect on how we choose to show up in our relationship and interact in our life. So when you take the I statement, you have greater accountability, greater control, greater impact, greater influence for change to happen. Right. So we're talking about mindset change. So mindset change has to start has to start within you. Right. So let's dive in with that framework. The I statement framework. So, Susan Newman, who is a social psychologist, and she's the author of the book called The Book of No 250 Ways to Say It and Mean It and Stop People Pleasing Forever. So, that's a book if you want to check out, I'd recommend. But she basically says that, you know, people pleasing is someone who wants everyone around them to be happy and they will do whatever is asked of them to keep it that way right it's to not rock the boat it's to keep the harmony keep the peace not have conflict and hurt another person's feelings right the people like that so people who are people pleasing right we we like to put everyone else before ourselves um for some people that might be saying yes all the time and it becomes almost a habit right it's almost like um Susan describes it as almost like an addiction that makes us feel like we're needed and it feels really important. And we like that we're needed and we like that we're contributing to someone else's life. And I think there's something also not to shame about that, right? Because it's really coming from a good place, like wanting to make an impact in someone's life. That means you want to contribute to make this world a better place make somebody else happy make your community happy make your family happy make others happy and that's beautiful i i absolutely don't want you to walk away thinking that something is wrong with you or that's a bad trait to have but it it's a fine line and you want to find that fine line for yourself at what point does it cross over and then you get resentful you get exhausted And you're not owning your time or your life because you're constantly responding to other people's emails, texts, messages, uh, their agenda for what they want you to do, places they want you to go, um, things they want you to see. And so at what point do you kind of notice like, whoa, 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 like what do I want? (laughs) What do I like? Where do I want to spend my time? And not feeling pressured to respond right away, right? So those are some ways to start noticing if you do that, then you are putting other people first. So, you know, typically uh, people who are wanting to be people pleasers, right? They yearn for outside validation. This is kind of a personal feeling of security and an approval of others, and so it comes sometimes um, in that form where we're constantly worrying about how others will view us. And if we say no, will they be mad at us? We don't want people to think that we're lazy, uncaring, selfish, or egocentric, We we'll, we'll be fearing if we'll be disliked or cut off from the group, whether it's friends, family, or coworkers. So we don't realize that people pleasing can really have some serious side effects. So not only does it put pressure on us and stresses us out, but essentially you can make yourself sick from doing too much of it. I know that happened for me. Definitely someone who was overcommitting. Definitely someone who was answering calls, texts right away and just saying yes and showing up to everything and then feeling guilty if I didn't call somebody not only back, but just constantly keeping up with the relationship. Like I would be initiating the calls, initiating the text, making sure we're staying in touch. And so I would put this pressure on myself um, to hold the relationship, especially in the form of friendships. And it comes from a good place. I literally just, I love people. And when I connect with somebody, I want them to know that I care about them. And so it's a quality of mine that I appreciate that will never go away. However, over the years, I've noticed that why do I do it to the degree that I did it, right? There was a level of like, I wanted to be liked. I didn't want people to be mad. I wanted them to be cared for. I wanted them to know that they were important. I wanted them to feel seen or and heard. And so I would overcommit. I would spend all my time doing that and nurturing relationships, uh, distant relationships even. And so... That got me sick over time because I just I couldn't keep up with that, because I had other things going on in my life, and really, you know, many of you know my story, but with my sister getting sick, and then family, just things coming up that were important that I need to prioritize in my own life, with my family, that I couldn't keep up with this, you know this people-pleasing facade, and I wasn't at that moment thinking of like the I statement, and taking accountability. It was always like putting it on the other person. So now I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was all me. I chose to do that. So it wasn't anybody else's fault, but my own. Right. And so you, you, it's a much more empowering standpoint, in my opinion, when you come at it with that lens, when you're like, oh, no, I did that. I need to own that. I need to take accountability and work on why I do that and start to build that muscle of getting comfortable with people getting mad, maybe people not liking me, people viewing me like however they wanna view me and letting that go. We try to control the narrative of how other people see us or how we want them to see us and that's not sustainable and it's honestly not a happy way to live. It's pretty exhausting. So think about that for yourself. If you're overcommitting, you're probably getting less sleep, you're getting more anxious, you're getting more upset, you're getting more irritable um you're depleted your energy is just like done drained (laughs) like you know on by the end of the week you're like oh just like feel like you've maybe been run over by a truck so in the worst case scenario you'll wake up and you'll find yourself depressed and I did you'll wake up and find yourself in a deep seat of anxiety that feels paralyzing because you're on such overload, you're, you possibly can't do it all. And so at some point, you have to slow down and you have to evaluate, whoa, why am I doing all this? For what? For who? At the expense of, of, of myself, my health, my sanity, my well-being, my dreams, my career, my whatever it is, my family. So there's some strategies that I want to share with you. Um, and these are some mindset shifts. And, you know, the first and foremost is the one, the accountability, I think really coming from that place of searching in your heart, being honest with yourself, check yourself and be like, "Okay, I am choosing to show up in these relationships and interact with my life in this way. Why? What am I afraid of? Why do I do that? Who did I learn that from? how was conflict modeled for me growing up? How was boundaries modeled for me growing up? Many of us come from homes and households and family dynamics where none of that really was modeled in a healthy way. And so you have to understand what you're perpetuating that's not serving you, not serving your relationships, not serving your dreams, not serving your life, not serving your future and start to take the I statement and take accountability and start shifting the narrative from other people to how am I doing this to myself and how can I start changing that? So that's step one. Step two is realize you have a choice. You know, oftentimes, you know, when I was really deep in my people pleasing mindset, I often felt like I had to say yes. When someone asked for help, when someone needed. Um, to talk or whatever the situation was. I felt like I had to say yes. Rem- I never realized like, oh, whoa, I can say no. Remember that you always have a choice to say no. It might come with, you know, feeling anxious or worried that someone will get mad at you. It might feel like a side effect of maybe the relationship getting injured, you know, but that's that's okay. That might be something you're going to have to work through. And if the relationship is strong enough, you're going to work through that. You're going to get through that. If it's not, that's okay too. Not every relationship is meant to be in your life forever. You don't have to hold on to every single relationship in your life for the rest of your life. So realize you have a choice. Number three, Really set your priorities. Knowing your priorities, your values helps you put the brakes on people pleasing. You know when you feel comfortable saying no or saying yes, and ask yourself, what are the most important things to me right now in this season of my life? Every season of your life calls for a different way of uh, you showing up and interacting in and interacting with your life, and really different levels of energy and mindset and focus. So pay attention to what your priorities are right now, where you want to be heading, where you want to be going, what you need to do, and set your priorities straight. And then say no to everything else. Again, and I've talked about this before, exceptions versus the rule. The exception is, you know, life happens and there's going to be things that come up that you're going to have to reshift your priorities and attend to that exception. You get to decide what those exceptions are, who those exceptions are for. But the rule is that you're sticking to your guns with your priorities. And that's it. Number four, stall. Whenever someone asks for a favor, it's perfectly like it's literally perfectly okay to say, hey, thanks um, for asking. But, you know, thanks for thinking of me. But let me get back to you on that. I need some time to think about it. You don't have to rush and give an answer right away so stall give yourself an opportunity to consider if you actually can commit to doing whatever it is that they were asking or attending whatever they were asking and say hey um let me circle back with you i'm not sure at the moment literally that's it that's all you have to say it's also important to ask for more details hey i'm not sure but in the meantime um can you let me know more details about that before you commit? You know, really asking yourself, how stressful is this going to be on you? Do I have the time to do this? What am I going to give up if I do this? How pressured am I going to feel? Am I going to be upset with this person who's asking? Right? Am I gonna feel like resentful or irritable if I do this? And if you are, the onus is on you. You gotta own that. If you say yes when you really mean no, and you get upset, you really you should be mad at yourself, not the other person. So You have to understand that that accountability piece is the biggest mindset shift, if anything, from this episode. I want you to walk away with that. The moment you realize that, it took me some time, but I will always start with an I statement. You know, I mean, maybe I'll have my moments for sure where I'm like, oh, irritable or pissed off. I'm human. You know, we all have those moments. Um, but I quickly come back to checking myself. My rule is I take accountability for my actions, my behavior, my thoughts, my everything. The exception is I'm human and sometimes I don't, but I'm going to come back to it eventually, you know, within the same day. Uh, I, I hope to, at least that's my, my standard I have for myself. So asking yourself these key questions is really important And think about it this way too. If the person needs an answer right away, your automatic answer can be no. Like if they're just like, hey, I really need to know right now and be like, you know, uh, I just, I don't have time to think, uh, since I don't have time to think about it, the answer is no, right? Or you can phrase that however you want to, depending on who is asking, but your automatic answer can be no. You have the choice and the right to say no. Because once you say yes, you're kind of stuck right? And you go if you go back on your word, you know, that that doesn't feel good for you. That doesn't feel good for the other person. It's never a fun feeling. So just say no and just bite the bullet in in the first place and from the very beginning. By saying no automatically, you already leave yourself with the option to say yes maybe later if you realize that you actually are available and you've also gotten it off your must or to-do list. Number five, Consider if you're being manipulated. Sometimes people are clearly taking advantage of you, so it's important to watch out for manipulators, people who want to really take advantage of your kindness and your time. And so how do you spot them? Often people who really flatter you will say things like, oh, you're so good at baking cakes. Would you mind baking a cake for my child's birthday? Or I don't know how to put the bookcase together, but you're so handy. Can you just help me out? A classic line is, nobody does this better than you do. Whenever you hear that, you know, that's a good indicator that someone is trying to emotionally manipulate you to say yes. I mean, and you probably are really good, and they probably, and they do mean that, right? Again, these are not to put blame or judgment on the other person or yourself. It's just to notice what comes up and why you say yes and get more comfortable with saying no and let yourself off the hook. And so before you know it, you know, they made the decision for you when they say nobody does this better than you do. And you're like, yep, okay, sounds good, right? You're validated. It feels good. It maybe strokes your ego. And then you're quickly finding yourself annoyed, pissed off, irritable. And you're like, why did I just say yes? But they got their needs met, the other person, so don't blame them. They they were just trying to get their needs met. And so you just got to spot that, spot that, you know, that emotional manipulation and just nip it in the bud and be like, nope, you know, I really appreciate you thinking of me for that. Um, At this time, I can't add that to my plate. Sorry, you know, just simple as that. Number seven, create a mantra or an affirmation or even pray. Um, Whatever it is that's your spiritual beliefs, that's comfortable for you, but something where in the moment, if you need some outside kind of reminder or uh, affirmations, mantra, prayers can be really helpful in these moments, just pray over it, you know, and um, just create something that just really resonates for you. It could be something simple as a no on a postcard or a post-it, and it's on your computer or near your you know, wall on your mirror in your uh, room or something like that. And just put that like, this is my season of no, it's okay. You know, just pump yourself up, um, talk to yourself in ways that can really give you permission to build this muscle up. It's just like anything else you're learning, it takes time, it takes practice, it's not going to be comfortable, it's not going to be easy you're learning something new. So give yourself grace and permission to make mistakes and to grow from the process. Number eight, remember that no has its benefits. And so you're, if you're a person who, um, you know, you're really trying to harness this time in your life where you're cultivating something and You really want to spend time with yourself or your dream or your goals or whatever it is that you're cultivating that's important to you. It doesn't even matter. Um, You don't even need a reason. Maybe you just need a season of rest. So, you know, the benefits are that remember that you're entitled to your time. If you need to rest, if you need to rejuvenate, to be there for other people um, on your terms at your time. Look at saying no as an opportunity to spend time doing what you value in your life and responding when you want to respond, when you can respond, um, and teaching people how to treat you. And that's something that I'm still learning and working on. And it's not easy, especially because I think there's, for me, a lot of cultural implications and and traditions and... (laughs) mindset shifts that just will take some time to learn new ways to be with people. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of benefits, though, that I've seen in my own life when I've just owned my time. I don't respond or reply right away as, as quick as I used to to messages and texts. If I did, I, I'd be on the phone all day long outside of work. Um, I wouldn't get to anything else in my life, and I'm not OK with that. So I, I think people will get used to you showing up in a different way. You'll get used to you showing up in a different way, and then you'll have more time to grow things that you want to grow. Like this podcast, my business, you know, none of that would have grown had I continued to just respond to people's agenda for me and, my, and where they want to pull me into. And again, I love the people in my life. This has nothing to do with them. This is more. I had to, at some point, just really take accountability for my time and decide for myself that I am okay if someone may not like me, may be mad at me, may judge me if I say no. And it's not easy, but it gets easier and it has a lot of benefits to it. And... Lastly, I would say, don't be scared of the fallout. You know, um, you know, we often again worry that people will be mad at us. Um, we catastrophize what it might be like if we say no, but a fallout isn't as bad as we think. It's it can be very mild or it can be pretty significant, but sometimes we overthink it, and people aren't thinking about us as much as we think. We think they're thinking about us. So we're sometimes overthinking ourselves. And usually after you say no, a person's more focused on what they need to do and they get back to it. So they're not going to fester in it as much as we think they are. But maybe sometimes they may or sometimes you may. And so when that happens, you just have to be okay with that fallout. Uh, It takes time um takes energy and you might have to release yourself from that relationship and you know again if it's a you know really solid and if it's meant to be then it's not going to be the end of it but it may be and that's okay too i think just really walking away with gratitude for the relationship for what it was um, and sometimes things get highlighted for us that we didn't see before. And now somewhere along our healing journey, we notice things that are no longer working for us. And it's not to shame or judge anybody, but it's to say, I just need something different. I require different things for my relationships and you require different permissions. And the other person has a right to walk away too, because they might need something different and you can't provide that. And they can't provide that for you and vice versa. So at some point it's okay to say, Hey, I love you. I wish you the best and we're going to be going in different directions and that's okay. So those are some mindset shifts to keep in mind. That book is really great. So if you want to circle back and maybe get that book on your, on your list of books to get, but just some, some quick ways to mindset shift on people pleasing You know, don't be scared of the fallout. Consider who and what you have time for. You know, find ways to self-soothe yourself, too. Like, once you practice your no, um, notice that you might need something to do for yourself to stay distracted or keep busy. Be kind to yourself. Go on a walk. Take a shower. Um, Just anything that you need to really help you work through that moment um, so that you're not going backwards and just continuing to practice and getting better and better at showing up for yourself for your life for the relationships that matter most to you and recognize also when you've been successful it's important to also really integrate your wins and say hey that was really great i did a good job and validate yourself i think that's really really important and your confidence will increase your stress will go down and realize that you know you just can't be everything to everyone You just can't. And when you do, it comes at the expense of never being there for yourself, right? Then you can be everything to everyone and nothing to yourself. And that sucks. And that's not a relationship I want to have with myself or my life. I want to be active in my relationship with myself. And so that means that I can't be everything to everyone. And I have to realize and recognize my limitations and If someone's going to be mad at me over that, then someone's going to be mad at me over that. Someone wants to judge me for that. Someone's going to judge me for that. You just kind of get to a place where you're just like, I might worry about it, but I'm going to keep making this decision anyway because I'm honoring myself. I'm honoring my journey. I'm honoring my life. You know, we don't get another chance to do this. So, you know, I can't go back to yesterday. I can only focus on today. So stop also worrying about what happened in the past. Stay focused on what's present and realize that when you have the opportunity to make different decisions moving forward, that's where your power is. Start with your I statements. Feel empowered as you move forward and know that it just takes time. It takes courage. It takes patience. You're doing a brave thing and you're a very loving person when we talk about people pleasing, again, it's a loving person, but it's time to love yourself. All right, girlfriend, that's the episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. You got some takeaways and, you know, just journal about this. What came up for you? What resonated? What stood out to you? What are you going to practice moving forward after this episode? Go do that and rock it, rock it, rock it, rock it. All right. Have a blessed day. Take good care of yourself and take good care of each other. Till next time. Bye, friends. Thank you so much, friends, for tuning into today's episode. If you have some time, please take a moment to subscribe to the episode and take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to leave a review. The review helps connect to more listeners from around the world to find this episode and find this podcast so thank you for taking time to leave a review if you want to dive deeper into your healing journey go ahead and reach out to me and schedule your free 15-minute consultation wherever you are in the world we can set up a virtual session online and it's confidential and whatever you're experiencing whether it's a breakdown, a breakup, a life transition, you just need a little bit of accountability, whatever it is, you can reach out to me and we can have either one breakthrough session or we can set up a package plan and set you up with some individual coaching sessions to help you along the way in your healing journey. Reach out to me at hello at aditzi.com. That's hello at aditsi.com. It's also in the show notes. I provide individual therapeutic life healing coaching sessions to women from all over the world through virtual sessions. I also have a virtual therapeutic master course that you can enroll now and start today in the comfort of your own home. It's on my website, aditc.com just click on the service tab and click on virtual masterclass and check it out. You can see a preview of the introduction and get a taste for what the three-week course will look like with the entire curriculum that you can view online and see if it's for you. Feel free to email me if you have questions and I cannot wait to see you. Wish you so much joy, so much fun, and so much healing in your journey. Thank you, friends, for being here. Stay safe. Stay blessed.